everyone, and welcome to Empowering Homeschool Conversations. My name is Peggy Ployer, and I'm the host of this weekly broadcast put on by SPED Homeschool as well as its founder and CEO. We at SPED Homeschool empower families to home educate children with learning challenges, and I encourage you to check out our website at spedhomeschool.com to learn more about the resources and support that we offer families. This month is the month of June, and we are focusing on learning while you're out and about or on the go. And um, my guest today is going to be talking about how to homeschool on the beach, because I'm sure probably some of you will be visiting the beach maybe one or more times this summer. And why not make it a learning opportunity while you're there? So I'm excited to have you here, Beth. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank and, you. Thank um, you. Being part of this conversation. Yes, of course. I'm so excited to be here to talk about something that I'm really, truly passionate about um, for homeschoolers, for people who are on vacation. Um, and when we say education on the beach, it doesn't have to be like, you know, lesson plans, clipboard. It can be right. just the way you talk to your kiddos. Um, yeah. And it can be really, really rewarding. So I'm so excited to be here. We have enough to lug to the beach with the cooler (laughs) and towels and all those things. Books do not need to come. And plus they get ruined anyways. So that's awesome. Um, for those of you joining us, I see we have viewers popping on already. Just know that you can be part of our conversation by putting comments um, in that, the feed, whether you're watching on YouTube, on Facebook, on our Facebook page, or if you're watching in our Facebook support group. Just know if you are watching in that support group that you do need to give permission to StreamYard to be able to post your comments because that is a private group. Um, but we are excited to have you with us. And um, and I, I love Beth as we are just getting started on this. If you would just tell us a little bit about your family, your yeah. homeschooling journey, um, just so our viewers have a little bit of background on you. And and again, yes, why you're so passionate about um, the beach and in general and and world schooling. If you can talk a little yeah. bit about yeah, that as well. To. I'd love that. Cool. So I was homeschooled growing up for the majority of my education. I spent a little time in public high school, which was an interesting experience. And that's where I met my future husband. Um, So it was necessary. It was. It worked out for the best. Um, But I have an overwhelmingly positive feeling about homeschooling. I Mm. had no intention of homeschooling my own two kids because I'm a certified teacher. My husband's a certified teacher. And uh, we spent um our whole career um right after college working as special education um aides in the classroom and then moving on to teaching positions Hmm. loved it loved it loved it hit the pandemic started having quite a bit of mental burnout started seeing our own children struggling returning Hmm. to the classroom and um i left the classroom um to take care of both my mental health and also my daughter's needs uh, and my son who's now, so they're six and three now. And then my husband finished the year out and then left and he is now an educational consultant for Mm. a substitute staffing company. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we're homeschooling now. It's it's very, um, we're very relaxed homeschoolers. Um, we personally are secular homeschoolers, but all of our friends are a variety of all sorts Mm. of different things, all sorts of different beliefs and homeschooling methods. And we're very just welcoming, Mm. um, of different values and we enjoy homeschooling and we actually started world schooling this year, which is basically (laughs) like everything I ever wanted. (laughs) 
<laughs> so explain for people that don't understand what world schooling is, because that may be a new term to them. Yeah, definitely. So world schooling is just a fancy term for people who travel full time or as close to full time as they can. Mm-hmm. They take their kids with them and they educate them on the road or wherever they are. And it can look like putting your kids on an online program Mm -hmm. while you travel, or it can be a complete homeschool curriculum, which is what we do. People unschool on the road. Mm -hmm. Um, So really it's, it's as diverse as homeschooling itself. It's just includes a travel component. Right. Yeah. That's so exciting and so very fitting to what we're talking about this, this month too. And so if you haven't heard about that and that seems intriguing, look out into that, um, that whole world schooling. I know there's, there's a whole community out there mm-hmm, people that, for sure. that do that. And it's, um, it's fascinating. Um, so you'll probably get a little taste of that as Beth is talking about homeschooling <laughs> on the beach, um, because you did some of that in another country and I'm sure you're mm-hmm. going to bring that in as well. Sure. So that's, that's awesome. Um, and, um, also if you just want to write in the comments where you're watching from, um, that, that would be awesome too, because I know we have people even in other countries, nice. uh, watching our show and, and how exciting is that, that we're talking about, um, schooling out and about and world schooling and, um, that we're all coming together to have this conversation. Um, so, you know, the beach, and have you always had a love for the beach and the ocean? I know you, you said you grew up in Texas, so mm-hmm. you're, you're on the third coast, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or at least close to it. We're actually super close to Lake Texoma, which is, you know, not oh, a yeah. beach beach, but mm-hmm. I just love the water any chance I can get into it. But actually, my love for the ocean and beach started as a homeschool research project. Really? Um, I was rather a reluctant writer as a little kid, so I'm thinking like hmm. fourth or fifth grade and my mom was probably at her wits end <laughs> and she was like you can pick any endangered animal and you're just going to research it to the fullest mm. you are going to take ownership of and I actually went through a couple different animals and then fell in love with whales uh-huh. and I love everything about whales I just um I can get really nerdy about ocean animals, but those are my favorite. Um, And so that was fourth or fifth grade. And um, Mm. since then, it's just always been a part of like a passion of mine. Um, Yeah. So anytime I did your mom actually get you to write. um, Yes. (laughs) She did. I wrote, I mean, tomes of, of paper about all sorts of animals and whales wolves um just yeah so I'm a prolific writer now I love writing she, it 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 did what it so it was a good do. strategy yes. it really was I don't oh, think she awesome. could have known the impact of that project but right um, yeah well and I we talk a lot about a lot about that on our show is just you know if you allow a child to follow their passions sure. that they don't really even think about the that they're learning because they're so passionate about wanting to find out more and they don't equate that with school. Um, it's just fun. And the discovery process is, is so engaging. So true. So true. Yeah. If you let your kid kind of lead the way, they're going to find something they're really interested in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So then your, your love for oceans expanded beyond whales and do you, do you know, do any activities on the water or yeah, for sleep? sure. 
Um, so most recently on a solo trip to Cabo, Mexico, I purposely went to go swim with whale sharks. And I know they're not actually whales. They're actually sharks. Uh-huh. They're the biggest, <laughs> but they're beautiful. They're the big blue spotted um, fish, the biggest fish in the ocean. And so I went to La Paz in Baja, California and snorkeled with them. And it was a huge bucket list item of mine. Checked wow. off. Um, I'd like to do it routinely every year. And um, it was really cool because they have um, environmental, they're, they're taking the whale sharks safety seriously. And so it's not like um, a destructive tourist, like tourists aren't coming in and, and um, like ruining the environment or anything. They're taking mm-hmm. care of it, which is really cool. Um, highly recommend that for families vacationing in Cabo as long as you're really strong swimmers and your kids are at least teenagers Mm -hmm. now if you have younger kids like um my family does then you'll want to look into releasing baby sea turtles it's a great great experience it's fairly affordable Hmm. um and so on my solo trip I was able to release olive ridley sea turtles and about Hmm. 200 of them on my own and with a guide, it was so magical to see these little critters oh. scurry off into the ocean. <laughs> so that is a great option if you have some kids who are really interested in getting mm-hmm. hands-on with ocean animals. Yeah, yeah, there's just so many options out there. I know when we used to cruise a lot when our kids were younger, we would look up just different guides and um, tours that usually the cruise ship didn't offer and and look for mm-hmm. unique things related to what they're interested usually you know my my son learned to scuba dive and nice. all of you know those those kind of fun things that you would normally don't have those types of experiences at home but when you get out to those deeper waters and some of the animals that you can interact with more um, in those spaces to take advantage of it because mm-hmm. you don't want to be kicking yourself afterwards saying oh right. I wish we would have <laughs> right it's such a great experience it's great for families to get out there and interact it's cool yeah yeah that's that's great advice for um for families um so um beyond those things what other experiences with with ocean and beach life has your family had in in just enjoying it and also um for learning experiences sure so there's actually a marine biologist camp in galveston based um it's put on by texas a&m galveston and um it's an amazing camp for your homeschool students. Your um, it's for everyone, but it would be mm-hmm. great for homeschool students as well. It's a stay a sleepaway camp. They spend about a week there, mm-hmm. and there's all sorts of topics. They have an introduction to marine biology um, camp. Highly, highly recommend if you've got a kid who's interested in marine bio and um, they want that introduction. Um, yeah, that that's some really good advice because I've have had two friends who's their their daughters have thought, oh, I wanted to go in marine mm-hmm. biology. And then they realized how difficult the program was. Yes. <laughs> and they changed majors. So that would be maybe a cheaper alternative to mm-hmm. give them that experience versus having to change a whole major, maybe move a school. For sure. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, try to transfer credits. So For that's sure. great advice. 
And um, depending on where you're listening from, most places with a coast have some kind of junior marine biology program. Oh, and awesome. um, yeah, it's just a really great experience. It can be a life-changing experience for a team mm-hmm. who wants to get involved in that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know those existed. There's so mm-hmm. many camps out there now that, cool that we can take advantage of. And and yes, the, if your child is interested in that, get that exposure. Um what where other places um can um we ex- you know get that exposure for our kids i'm i'm thinking lakes too mm-hmm. or yeah, instead sure. of just you know if we're by an ocean maybe we're landlocked but mm-hmm. we do have masses of water um what what else can we do yeah for sure so not all of us are lucky enough to be on the coast um we live near a lake. If you're a couple hours away from a lake, you might um, plan a weekend away or a day trip. Um, get those kids out there with a shovel and pail, even if it's not the prettiest beach. Lake Texoma right. doesn't have the prettiest <laughs> beaches, but my kids love to dig in the dirt around yeah. the lake. Uh-huh. And it's a great sensory activity to have their sand tools in the water. Um depending on their age, you know, I'm hyper-focused in on younger kids, but there's a variety of toys, tools they can bring um, and and really engage with nature. Now, if they're older and they're interested in art, for example, sketchbooks mm-hmm. are great. Oh, some, yeah. mm-hmm. some kind of tool to take pictures of and document what they're seeing. Um, that's another great way to get involved in the water. Yeah, yeah. We've even seen that now a lot of beaches do rentals mm-hmm. for like paddle boards and canoes mm-hmm. um, and, you know, just learning the skills on how to get on one of those, use yeah. them, <laughs> um, and then how to properly, you know, to row or mm-hmm. paddle a, a canoe. That's a that's a skill in itself. I grew up in Minnesota and we would take week trips up to the underwater's yes. canoe area and got very good at what's a c stroke what's a j stroke why do you use them because you get so tired on one side versus the other and um and so those are some great skills to have your kids know and if that equipment's available for sure and you can actually this last summer um we purchased a mini kayak they have them at a lot of the sporting goods stores they're like a couple hundred dollars and expensive yeah uh we tow it behind one of our kayaks so my daughter's back there she's six and she's working (laughs) Uh on this and she told me the other day like i don't want to be tied up to you i want to so she's got her life jacket on Um, it's a great skill for her to learn that is is that one of those sit on top ones uh yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it's a little safer they don't get stuck in there no 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 take yeah. over and yeah there's there's so many great things out there now that that kids can use and mm-hmm. and we can access pretty easily mm-hmm. versus in the past it was it was so difficult you'd have to have a, a license on mm-hmm. your your boat and then go through you know getting everything checked and and now it's 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 basically a larger inflatable than (laughs) or or a permanently inflated something yeah that makes it easier to to access that water um Mm -hmm. do you have any um ideas as far as like you know we would bring nets you know, in buckets mm-hmm. and the kids would catch things and, and release them. Um, have, have you done any of that with your kids and have any ideas for, for parents who are maybe like, well, I, I know my child's interested in those little creatures, but what do we do with them? 
how do we respect awesome. them but also um learn as we're we're watching them observing them or for sure i can think of a couple different times that we've caught um critters either on vacation or at home crawdads um tadpoles and then we mm. caught a puffer fish when we were in destin oh. you just want to encourage your kids to observe not touch not only for the animal but so they don't hurt themselves mm-hmm. um we usually keep it in a bucket so that we can all come and look at it observe it mm. take a video mm. of it talk about it and then let it go that same you know within the same hour right yeah but it's a great experience the kids will remember it forever mm-hmm yeah, that's awesome. Because yes, the, to interact, I think it's, you know, we, we love those things when we go to, to zoos and they have those interactive mm-hmm, the touch uh, tanks. T- yes, those tanks. Awesome. But, um, but that can be accessible just in our backyard if, mm-hmm. if we take the time and help our kids to find those things and, and have some some tools, mm-hmm. I guess, to, to do that. And you don't have to go out and purchase anything. Now you can at Walmart get something fairly cheaply that's all compiled together for sand. But often we'll just let them use an old sour cream container or like a big ladle um, right. from the kitchen, something we're not really attached to. Yeah. <laughs> so any ideas for like um, building with sand? For sure. So um, just those odds and ends, like the containers that you may have, you can stack them all up together, put them in your beach bag. My kids really enjoy digging just a big old hole and then taking Uh the bucket and filling it up with water. It's a really great sensory activity. Mm -hmm. A lot of kids love it. However, there are some kids that do not like right. the feeling of sand mm-hmm. uh, my dad actually he he hates the feeling of sand and really? he hates going to the <laughs> beach it's just too it's like a sensory processing thing so mm-hmm. if your kiddos like that then you'll want to be cognizant of that and keep them on a towel and maybe keep shoes on them right yeah um but if your kids enjoy the sand they enjoy the wet sand it feels really good and mm-hmm. they'll spend hours just playing with random trash that you've brought <laughs> from the kitchen and sand and water oh yeah yeah and lots of of ways to um to create scenes and mm-hmm. interact with you know whatever you make into characters and For sure. i just recently read in a book i was um reading that the research now shows that free play will create new brain cells not wow. just new neural connections and i was just fascinated by that realizing that 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 ability to just allow our kids to play is enhancing their brains and their learning more than we ever even thought that it was that's so amazing and that's one of the reasons i love to get out there in the water on the sand because um you're not having to entertain your kids they're literally playing on their own um it's it's screen free time so it's guilt free Mm -hmm. i don't have any guilt with however long we stay at the beach um and the one thing i really noticed is um so my daughter's six and she's (laughs) she's probably a type a person a little shyer, a little more withdrawn. I -hmm. saw her confidence grow exploring on the beach. There are these big rocks in Normandy on the beach, on the coast of Normandy, where we spent about two months this, this year. And she was pretending to be like a little mountain climber and she was jumping from rock to rock. And normally she's really hesitant about that kind Mm. of thing. And I was just kind of watching her and she was so proud of herself and she, she'd go further 
And then she started, she was like, I'm going to go take a walk by myself. Mm-hmm. And I'd watch her walk on the beach and she's never done anything like that before. Wow. Yeah. That's the, the that's one nice thing about li- really large beaches like that. Mm-hmm. I know we used to live in Oregon and oh, yeah. beaches are like that too, but you can see for so far. Mm-hmm. And so y- they ha- have that, that line of sight. I can mm-hmm. still see mom, but yet I can still be independent instead of having like buildings and trees and all those other things that usually block our vision from seeing one another. So that's, that's really cool. Can you talk a little bit about Normandy beach and just oh, yeah, how yeah. that was? Um, that's so exciting that you were able to spend so much time there. So we spent three months in France in total, um, because that's how long a tourist visa from the United States, well, how long you can be there without a visa. And then you have to leave the area. Um, so we went to France because, um, one of the airlines allowed pets and we have two cats and a dog. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So we packed everybody on there, went to France, spent a month outside of Paris and two months in Normandy. Hmm. And Normandy was gorgeous, Hmm. gorgeous. And we were there in winter time. So it wasn't, you know, vacation-y beachy weather. Right. It was that cold, rocky beach. Hmm. Um, but actually the town where we're in, Barfleur, um, had uh, a harbor and you could see the tides leave and come in so drastically so that in the evenings the boats would all be down on the sand and then in the morning yes Mm -hmm. so it was the perfect opportunity to teach our kids about tides Mm -hmm. and it was a really nice visual reminder for ourselves now we're both science teachers Mm -hmm. And we were like, we've never seen that drastic. Right, and then yeah. we experienced two neat tides where throughout the day, it kind of the water stayed where it is instead of going up or down drastically. Um, uh-huh. And so both of our kids have a pretty good understanding about the moon yeah. and tides now, which mm-hmm. is excellent. Yeah, those those visuals, they, I mean, mm-hmm. they, they experienced it, they lived it. And, and so did you ever get time to go down and see what was in the sand when mm-hmm. the tide was low and find any treasures or yeah, any for treasure sure. hunting? <laughs> so um, I can think of one day in particular, I took my three-year-old down the ramp where they take all the boats. There's a bunch of sailboats mm-hmm. and there are just these huge crab shells. I mean, I'm talking dinner plate size wow. crab shells. Um, that had probably been eaten by some kind of critter down Mm. in the water and really long crab legs. There are these big dish plate looking shells. Mm. There wasn't a whole lot of ocean life in the tide pools, uh, but I did see a seal. It had snuck into the harbor and uh, popped its head up and said hi and then went back. (laughs) And that was the highlight of my trip. Oh, (laughs) That's really cool. Yeah. So, so you awesome. had a lot of opportunities to, to teach and learn. And did you mm-hmm. talk, I'm assuming you talked about history because with Normandy, For Beach, sure. there's so much yes. history there. Actually, where we were, Bar Floor, there's a, um, I don't know what you would call it, like not a sign, but like a seal kind of on one of the boulders. And it's, it's the embarkation point where, um, William the Conqueror left France to go to England. And that was Mm. the exact location. It was also um, a big point for World War II. Mm -hmm. And um, 
we went to Omaha and Utah Beach, but there was also quite a bit of, of activity in the city where we were. And there was a, a placard. That's the word I was thinking of. There's a placard to um, some families that had um, been removed from France and sent to camps in Germany. And there were placards mm. commemorating those families. So really rich in history as well. Right. Yeah, that's, and that's, you know, there are so many other beaches in the world that have history related to them. And oftentimes we don't, we don't think about that. Even if it's a lake beach, um, there's, there's history around communities and um, usually people congregate and want round water. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and so, so things happen. We, we may just go to a town because the lake is nice or, you know, the beach is good, but we forget that there's, there's history in those places too. So and, true. And that that can become part of our learning experience. Um, so do you um, have any recommendations for families if they're thinking, I'm going to head to the beach, to the water, what can they do at home to prepare? Yeah, to, for sure. For that. Yeah. So there, um, if you've got a teen, I would just let them loose on the internet. Um, it's researching the, the area. Um, I recommend looking at pictures of a couple hundred years ago of the area mm -hmm. because the water difference, I mean, erosion has probably changed the area quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, younger ages could do things like look up species that are local there and mm -hmm. then they can list them out, print out a list and kind of do um, like a scavenger hunt for species, um, bring your camera along. Mm -hmm. And then there are some amazing read alouds available mm -hmm. about beach combing and, um, and visiting the beach. And I can compile a list of those. Um, and those are great to, to read to your kids before mm -hmm. visiting a beach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's some, some great suggestions. Cause yeah, we don't, we just think I'm going to go, to, we're going to go to the beach, but preparing your kids ahead of time so that they are more aware of what to look for and what is there. I, I interviewed a guest a couple months ago and she said, if you don't know what you're looking for, you won't see it. That's so true. And, but if you do know what to look for, you will see it because you're more looking, you know, mm -hmm. beyond just the scanning um, for those types of things. And, and so it, it enhances that learning experience. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> well, our kids get to the beach and we're playing and doing all these things, but um, turning that, that sometimes, you know, well, I'm bored now. I want to go home into, <laughs> yeah, we just got here <laughs> yeah. and you're bored already. Um, any ideas on how to to get kids more engaged for sure so thankfully we haven't hit that yet the beach is like their happy place but uh -huh. i totally get what you're saying it's like you have an amazing activity planned out and then they just stomp all over it right <laughs> so i recommend don't pull out all your tricks all at once mm, so i usually stash a couple special things so we're an hour or two in oh uh, well here are here's this cool shovel Mm -hmm. or um, here's the cookie cutters we're going to use in the sand. So mm -hmm. I, I don't let them have access to it all at once. Mm -hmm. um, 
for sure. The other thing, you'll want to make sure everybody's taken care of so that they're not getting too cranky. Everybody's fed, everybody's watered, (laughs) everybody's out of the sun. My son is a ginger, so we've got to keep him really taken (laughs) care of um, because that will ruin a beach trip really soon. Yeah, yeah, that is so true. There's there's things that we can do and then things that we can do that, yeah, both positive and negative. And um, we want to kind of, you know, make sure that we, we choose those things that keep our kids moving in the right direction of mm-hmm. being more explorers, not complaining mm-hmm. and enjoying For the experience. Sure. Yeah. Especially if you've gone a long way and made an yes. effort to get there and you just yes. don't want to turn around um, right away. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And they can be bored if they're saying they're bored. Mm -hmm. They don't really necessarily mean that they just want some instant gratification. So you can just, um, just acknowledge what they're saying. Like, okay, well, we're not ready to go yet. And then you'll be Uh probably surprised that they'll find something they want to do. Right. Exactly. Yes. It's also a good place to make friends. Um, Mm -hmm. and for the kids in our community, um, that have social, um, skills they need to work on. That's, that is another opportunity. Um, my kids always would find someone eventually, not always Mm -hmm. in the beginning, but they'd always find someone that, you know, wanted to dig where they wanted to dig or, you know, get the the net out to catch some tadpoles when, when they were doing that. And, and then all of a sudden a bond would happen and and it was less pressure on mom to let's pack up and leave now. (laughs) Yeah. I always love Oh, Oops, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was I was going to transition, but I want you to finish that. Oh, I always love when I'm going someplace like the playground and they find somebody. I'm like, yes, now I can read my book or I can just sit here and kind of zone out. I'm not responsible for their entertainment. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, let the other energetic child there mm-hmm. be their entertainment. <laughs> so my first time. Uh, that's good. Yeah. So you had told me that you have some Netflix videos that you um, have to oh, recommend as well. So w- what I meant by that is there are documentaries on Netflix that mm. are great for, this is another thing you can do to prep before going to the beach. You'll want to kind of skim the content of a documentary before showing to your kids. One mm-hmm. of the big factors we found is if you have a sensitive child, usually documentaries will show like maybe an animal getting eaten, maybe the animal, mm-hmm. an octopus when we just watch the animal, the octopus dies in the end. Oh. And you can kind of skip ahead or mm-hmm. pause it where you need to. Um, but Netflix is a great resource for ocean documentaries. There Mm -hmm. is so much stuff on there and actually we've integrated it into our homeschool routine. Mm -hmm. Um, we have a quiet hour every day, um, ideally, and we'll go and we'll watch a documentary, which I'm really interested in. Mm -hmm. My daughter who's six loves to watch it and she just soaks in all the animal science knowledge. Mm -hmm. And then my son falls asleep so it's perfect <laughs> it's a win-win really win-win is. yes all the way around <laughs> i was just telling moms last weekend at the conference i spoke at i'm like do things that you love not just mm. the things that your kids love because you so have true. that's a part of self-care is so we true. have to read read out louds we want to read watch movies we want to watch all i mean as time. long as they're safe for your kids mm-hmm. um don't forget about yourself Mm-hmm. And I think at the beach, you know, we're getting vitamin D <laughs> um, and and even research has proven when you know you're actually doing something good for yourself, it's actually more effective. 
that's so, so cool. So know that you're taking care of yourself while you're sitting on the ground because you're move, you know moving your hip flexors you're not sit don't mm-hmm. sit in a chair <laughs> sit on the beach towel um practice getting up and down from being on the ground just so many things that we can do and we don't even think about them as mm-hmm. self-care and yeah, just when we take our kids out and and do things mm-hmm. and it's it's just so good even to just exercise our eyes you know look at the horizon mm-hmm. and that's one thing the ocean i mean you can just stare at the ocean <laughs> yes yes for sure and um yeah so if you're into meditating it's a really great place i know it could be hard to juggle when you have kids with you mm-hmm. but um another thing is if, if you struggle maybe with sitting down i know a lot of moms do they're up mm-hmm. and bouncing around i'm actually pursuing an adhd diagnosis for myself mm-hmm. and so i want want to sit and enjoy the beach and I struggle to do so. So instead I'll, um, you know, play in the sand and, Mm -hmm. and relax or maybe stack some rocks. Mm -hmm. Um, and it kind of helps me center myself because my hands are doing something. So it's really just a great experience for a lot of, a lot of people Mm -hmm. and a lot of different learners. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. And just even like trying to breathe the waves Mm -hmm. you know that that calms your entire nervous system down your breath does and there's there's just so many benefits to to getting near the beach and Mm -hmm. if you haven't been there in a long while um we i just know when we go we always sleep better when we're at the beach Mm -hmm. Uh, you know there's something about the ocean i i don't know what it is and i think it's just the the lapping of the waves you just kind of feel it in the ground um but, but yeah, so, um, if you have any comments or questions, I know we have some viewers watching, but I, you've been kind of quiet and I know sometimes mm-hmm. some of you just like to turn us on and you're, um, taking your time with between lessons with your kids and mm-hmm. that's completely fine. But, um, but yeah, I don't, any other things that you wanted to, to share, Beth? I, hmm. I, um, <laughs> I guess just creating like a holistic experience. You can bring this mm. the beach back home. You can bring uh, sand in jars. We bring so much stuff home from the beach. We bring, oh, you know, driftwood yeah. and, and mm-hmm. shells. And my kids do whatever they want with it, <laughs> decorate with it, or mm-hmm. we count with it. Um, right. So really, yeah. we keep using it for several days after. Mm-hmm. And jewelry as they get older. Mm-hmm. I know my daughter mm-hmm. is picked up shells and made jewelry with them and this last time we went to florida she found this skeleton and she actually researched how to clean it to take all the bacteria off of it the thing smells so bad yeah but um but yeah there's there's just a variety of different things that um you can you can even bring back and and continue the learning Mm. further beyond beyond just at the beach Mm-hmm. For sure. There are beaches, you know, uh, some of us are located more closely than others, uh, but rocky coast, sandy coast, lake mm-hmm. coast, all of those things. Personally, my favorite beach is in Alaska. It's along, oh. um, they call it the Land's Inn, but Homer is right on the tip mm-hmm. of Alaska. There are some amazing volcanoes you can see. Wow. We collected lava rocks and talked about rock cycles and volcanoes. Hmm. Um, it's just an incredible experience. Yeah. Yeah. Get out there. 
I think we often think beach, you know, is like the swimsuit and the kind of the Caribbean type of thing. But Mm -hmm. there's beaches all around the world that are maybe in some less hospitable climates where you would not Mm -hmm. want to wear a bathing suit. Right. Um, But but still, they have incredible discoveries um, and, and learning opportunities on all of them. And so wherever you're at and where you have access to and can access or get to with your kids. Mm-hmm. The opportunities are there to learn. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. And um, you have a download that I, do. I want you to talk about um, with our viewers and listeners. For sure. So I'm a certified teacher and um, for the majority of my teaching career, I was in charge of creating all my own materials, usually oh. in Spanish, <laughs> because I was the only <laughs> Spanish teacher on the campus. Um, so let me make sure I've got it pulled up. Let's see. Maybe I do. Maybe I do. Anyways, it's just a quick, pretty reference to give you some inspiration on things you can do at the beach with your kiddos, um, all different kinds of uh subject so we think you know of course you can do science at the beach mm-hmm. math isn't so much of a stretch of the imagination you can do tally mm-hmm. marks you can do graphs you can count but also it's a great place to do um, your language arts mm-hmm. um, art um, I'm trying to think what else I have on there so anyways it's just a um, it, let's yeah see. sensory stuff and then mm-hmm. you have the story um Yeah, so, um, and then the second page is a, um, not a writing prompt so much, but it's an area where the kids can draw a picture, and then there's some lines where they can write, and depending on your child's age, obviously this isn't for older kiddos, this is more elementary geared, but a lot of the times with my daughter, who's um, six, she'll draw and maybe mm. I'll help label it. And then she dictates it to me and I write right. it down. And while That's I'm writing, mm-hmm. I'm demonstrating, you know, capitals, finger spacing, punctuation, exactly. spelling. Mm-hmm. So that's probably my favorite kind of activity to do with her. So I just wanted to have that for you guys. I know hopefully a lot of people are heading to the beach and getting some R&R this summer. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, bring a camera. So if mm-hmm. you don't want to bring the, the printable with you because yeah. of the paper, mm-hmm. um, have pictures that your kids can pick off the camera um, or the phone, and then they can draw the picture yes. if they need a reference, if they can't remember it, mm-hmm. and then use the prompt from there. So if you're listening on the podcast, that free download can be um, accessed by going to thehomeschoolgraduate.com um, front slash beach. And then, um, then also talk to us about your, um, your website. Yeah. So it's just, it's a pretty beginner website, but, um, it's drawing on, um, my experience as a homeschooled student, my experience as a teacher, and now as a world schooler. So I produce one or two posts a month, um, and they are geared for, um, newbie homeschool families. There's a lot of families, especially in Texas, who maybe got a taste of homeschooling during COVID and they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is too cool. But there's so much stuff on the internet that it can be hard to hone down one source. So this is a a source for kind of overwhelmed homeschool families to Mm -hmm. find information. Um, And then I have an email list that I uh, 
email once a week and it um, it's just a, a source of reassurance for parents um, who have questions. And I also like to talk about read alouds. Hmm. And yeah, so we have a really good time. I'm actually putting together a summit, an inclusive homeschool summit that will be available in July. And I'm really excited about it. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. We have one viewer that just popped on 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 YouTube. She said, just tuned in, have to rewatch. Thanks for this ministry. I just graduated my first child last year, but still have so I'm much so to fun. learn with last three unconfirmed ADHD, APD, and autism. Yes, we are here for you. <laughs> um, awesome. But but yeah, close to 900 videos on this, this channel. Um, so wow. definitely search. Um, I tell people don't watch them all. Um, <laughs> watch ones that you feel like would really be helpful for whatever you're looking for. And this month, we're just focusing on being out and about. And this was really great information that you shared oh, with us, you. Beth, um, because it, we we can get stuck as parents and think, oh gosh, I need yes. a book. I need a plan um, and maybe just a few ideas and a well-packed bag is what I'm hearing. Yes. Uh, a little preparation ahead of time and then the willingness to be a little bored and explore and try some new things um, can lead to a lot, a lot of learning um, when we're out. Definitely. That was so beautifully summarized. That's exactly <laughs> what I was trying to get across. <laughs> so awesome. Um, so do you have any closing comments of um, just encouragement to, to families, you know, who um, maybe are afraid that, you know, if they take this learning you know, lighten up on, on the books throughout the summer. I know a lot of our families do year round schooling because they feel like their kids are going to get so far behind. Mm -hmm. Um, what encouragement do you have for them that learning won't stop if they put the books down? Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, I guess just, I, I, um, can tell you from experience that some of the most powerful moments of my education as a homeschooled student mm -hmm. were when my mom took her hands off the reins and she said, pick out whatever you want in the library. I'm going to be over here. I've got my latte and I'm reading. <laughs> or, or we grew up, we had a giant backyard and my brother and I would go out and mm. just mess around and, and dig. Yeah. we dug holes to catch rabbits. Cause that was our, we thought uh -huh. they were going to fall in a hole and we would have a pet rabbit. <laughs> And then we'd come back and tell her about it. So basically it was just a really idyllic childhood. And I think that's mm. what your children will remember. Yeah. Um, and mm. it's a gift that you can give them that they're not getting in public school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's just that ability to explore and play and learn. And again, that free play. So, mm -hmm. so important. And those, and that's really cool that you say those are the things you remember the most. Yes, for um, sure. And you probably hinged a lot of your learning on those experiences when you were learning things out of books. And we don't mm -hmm. often think about how um, just fundamentally important those are for the foundation of our child's learning is those experiences. We, we often think, well, if we just can get up, caught up and, and get to the right reading level, it, it doesn't just happen that way usually. And I would tell parents who are concerned about getting caught up and who are concerned about losing track, this generation's all going to have gaps because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. 
your child is going to be just as well equipped as if not more so than kids going to public school and, yeah. and you are trying your best and hmm. if you're present the kids are going to be having a wonderful educational experience and they'll thank you for it when they yeah. grow up <laughs> <laughs> we hope and pray that <laughs> yeah right but it's right. nice to hear from somebody who's been there done that you yes know, I, my kids have mixed mixed well most of them i think that's pretty thing, yeah. common as well i still i give my mom a hard time about it yeah. if i misspell something i'm like well who taught me how to spell right <laughs> okay that makes me feel better yes no it's not all rainbows and sunshine it's a lot of sarcasm yes exactly we we, we teach our kids how to, to um how to 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 argue their points mm -hmm. and um, be really good at, at those types of things. And, and then we, awesome. we get upset that they argue with right. us. Right. <laughs> That's like, I can't get over my daughter for getting a little bit of an attitude just a little bit i'm like well that's how i talk to her so really <laughs> yep exactly i gotta change if i don't like that <laughs> yes because your kids will copy you and then you go oh my goodness so <laughs> where did they me. learn that from yes, yes. uh-huh exactly so good so yeah, Fonda said, yes, I've been been watching those that apply fortunate for this time while my kids are with their grandparents, learning nice. more compassion for my kids to go at their pace. Mm -hmm. And that's so, so important. Um, yeah. Well, I'm glad that you have this resource and also know that we turn this into a podcast if that is an easier way to access, which I know a lot of families have told mm -hmm. us that it is. Um, we kind of want to make it available in the formats that are most accessible to you. Um, and for some, the videos work really well. We will take shorter segments out of this video and republish them next week. Um, so you can watch three to five minute clips of the highlights that are things that we know that parents have been asking questions about um, so that that will be on the YouTube channel as well as this full broadcast. Um, so, yeah. But thank you so much, Beth. This has been such an enlightening and engaging and fun conversation. Oh, you're so kind. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. It was great having you on. And thank you for creating that download for yes, our course. community. And, um, and just know as soon as the broadcast is over, I will put the link in the YouTube description so you can just click on it. You don't even have to remember um, the the URL, but if you want to hear it again, it's the homeschoolgraduate.com front slash beach. And, and that'll get you to that download. And it's, you, you wrote it up so cute too. It's, it's oh, pretty, thank you. Um, you know, I am so boring when I do things like that. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly spend so much time making things. I, I, it's the visual art piece. I think mm. um, I love designing curriculum. That's, accessible for families and then I probably spend a little too much time making it cute <laughs> <laughs> that's okay there's a lot of moms out there looking for that, that and, and so you're definitely filling a niche and um, I hope so it's, it's probably well well appreciated from all the people that follow you and and visit your site so we have so a good time for for what you do and, and I'm thank sure you. it helps with your kids too with um schooling them Mm -hmm. I create yeah. quite a bit of things for them. So mm -hmm. that's cool. <laughs> they are lucky kids. Oh, thank you. Well, <laughs> thank you so much. Customized for your curriculum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, this was a lot of fun. And if you're just 
watching now, I see we have more viewers popping on at the end. Um, just rewatch the video. We'll be done soon with the live, and um, you can do a replay. And um, and then the podcast will come out on Sunday. So, so yeah. Well, and we appreciate you, all our viewers, um, for tuning in with us. We do this show live every Tuesday from 1230 to 130 Central. And um, next week, we're going to be talking about homeschooling out and about, kind of just a general. Um, I'm talking with a couple of homeschooling consultants from Home Life Academy, and um, they have been there, done that, and want to give you some tips and hints about how to do school just about anywhere. Um, so, so that will be um, will be available. And Barb said, "Sorry, missed the live. We'll replay." <laughs> so, and we we know a lot of you do that. Um, it's it, it's just nice to make it available so so yeah so thanks all again for for joining us and beth um it was just a blessing to have you you on the show and um and yeah we'll be back again next week um to to wrap up this topic before we head into july and a a new one so yeah all right. Well, thank you, everybody. Make sure you check out the, our website at spedhomeschool.com. We do have blogs that come out every month related to the same topic. And so just you can learn lots of other ways to homeschool out and about. And then, of course, search previous blogs for other topics that might be relative to helping you home educate um, a learner that needs to have some out-of-the-box strategies. That's what we mostly focus on. So, so thanks, everybody. Um, God bless. And we'll see you all next week. Take care. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hardworking pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com 